on this episode of TR Talk. And, and one of the things that like my brothers and I have always been is, and kind of a motto we live by is whatever we're going to do, we're going to kill it. <laughs> That's basically, you know, it doesn't matter that what industry we're in or what product we're trying to sell, but we are going to, we're going to kill it. We are going to put all of our efforts towards it to the point where either it's going to break even for us and work or we're going to, or it's going to blow up. There's no like kind of option for failure. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the TR Talk podcast. This is Tommy Tahoe Lamo, alongside my good friend, Ryan Warner. And we are here to interview leaders on how millennials can fast track their personal development, how they can kick ass, how they can get after it. We know you're hungry out there. And so we are here to do the dirty work for you and help you succeed. So today we have an interview with Salman Shah. He is a serial entrepreneur. He is the co-founder and CEO of Yod Watches, spelled J-O-R-D. And it's a great conversation where he breaks down graduating school, not really having an idea what he wanted to do, following in his father's footsteps as an entrepreneur, and running the business with his brothers and how they're growing and scaling and some of the pains that they're having. It's a great episode. And... We actually are going to do something new on this episode where we have a sponsor from Yod Watches. So what you can do as a TR Talk listener is head on over to woodwatches.com backslash TR Talks 25. And if you implement the code TR Talks 25, you will get, you may have guessed it, $25 off your purchase with Yod Watches. So they create handcrafted wood time pieces. Uh, there's a lot of scale in terms of how expensive or inexpensive they are, different tastes for men, for women. Uh, it's You should check out the site. It's, it really pleasantly surprised me. I actually am an owner of one, a dark sandalwood and smoke. It's a classy piece and I love it. The presentation's awesome and Salman kind of dives into uh, the first impression you get when you purchase a Yod watch during this interview. So one more time for you, woodwatches.com and type in TRTalks25 for that discount code. Want to give a quick shout out to Pete Dandini as the TR Talk fan of the week. Pete, my man, thank you so much for listening, for the support, for the advice on the podcast. Keep crushing it, brother. And a last thing, as you may know, Ryan and myself, we do this in the early mornings, in the late nights, and on the weekends. This is a Sunday night when we're doing this. So if you found any value in any episode that we've put out, please take the two minutes, go over to wherever you find your podcast, subscribe, leave a review, share on social media, or even just let us know how you think we're doing. You can email us or call us or send us a carrier pigeon. So please and thank you. Now, we will finally let you listen to this great interview that we have with Salman Shah. First thing, I mean, I'd like to say is that, you know, my background actually, whenever people ask me about this, this company and when we started, they, they ask, you know, oh, do you, did you go to fashion school? Did you um, study, you know, some sort of design? Uh, what did you do? Um, and, and a big thing for me is is I actually did business as my undergrad, um, and then I ended up finishing my master's in healthcare administration. 
Um, so coming out of college, I was uh, kind of, you know, no job, just kind of trying to figure out what, what the scene was going to set for me going forward. And um, I kind of jumped on board with them doing some client-based work uh, where we were doing a lot of uh, web development, mobile development, um, search engine optimization, search engine marketing, kind of getting into that uh, scene. And I was just basically focusing on the um, client, client, just managing the clients at that time. So that's kind of like where my background started in any sort of direct-to-consumer or web-based business. Um, and from there, um, just, you know, grinding it out. Um, and in 2013, um, I came across a product that was over in Italy and Europe um, through a very unique um uh, I guess situation. Uh, it was I used to do uh, what they call Red Bull crashed ice, so it's basically like downhill luging on, on ice skates. So, um, and it's got a circuit across the world. And and I had a friend that was over in uh, Europe doing uh, one of the races, and um, and I still have the image. I, I kept that because I knew I wanted to. Uh, but he tweeted about a unique and cool watch um that he had seen over there so i i have a on on his tweet i have a response that's like you know something like that's pretty cool i just picked one of those up or something like that um and so it started with um being a watch fan myself at the time i mean i'm not a, i wasn't a watch collector i was pretty young i didn't have enough money to be anything near that but um i i I had ordered the product, got it in, and the one thing I noticed about it was just the quality and the presentation and everything that came with it was just, I, it just seemed cheap. Um, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't emphasize enough about the fact that, you know, that first unboxing experience is, is incredibly important. Um, and so that's kind of where I did my own research online, um, spent a few months just, you know, being in the, the online marketing business, just looking into this type of product, looking into, you know, where it's being sold, uh, how many companies are out there. And um, that's kind of where I noticed, and, and my brothers as well, noticed a hole for us to kind of jump in. Um, was was creating a timepiece that was um, made from wood, made from a natural material, but also had the quality backing behind it. And, and that I don't just mean from a product standpoint, but also being from the customer service, um, the, the materials that we use, the quality of the materials we use, whether it's even the crystal that we use, the movements inside the watch, um, the buckles, et cetera, just using everything above, especially the, the, the watch that I had gotten in, but, but just keep furthering that, um, furthering that envelope, I guess you could say. So, um, yeah, go ahead. I just rambled for a few minutes. No, so. man, it's good. It's good. We're, we're riffing. So, um, so you mentioned when you, you got that first watch, you and your, your brothers did some research, you saw that there was a hole in the market. So, if you take me back to to 2013, was your mindset maybe because of your dad uh, and the way you grew up like was it 
hey, I'm I'm interested in entrepreneurship and I'm kind of looking for my opportunity to break through. I'm looking for that right moment. Or was it more so entrepreneurship, running my own business was not on my radar, but this opportunity was too good that I, I had to do something about it? Yeah, I think um, just from the background and my, you know, my father and everything like that, I think that running your own business, uh, being close with your family is, is incredibly important for us. Um, you know, working with my brothers, it, it can be very difficult, but everyone that meets us is like, gosh, you guys get along incredibly well for, for working with each other. Granted, we're, we're all in our 30s, so we're not, we're not up there yet. You never know down the future, but I feel like the biggest thing for us has been um, creating an opportunity for yourself to be able to have that autonomy uh, that that you strive for, um, because the autonomy of, of you know working for yourself, setting your own schedule, um, is something that I personally have always strived for. Um, and so you know, there's some people out there that literally just can't do that. You know, they have to go to a desk job, go nine to five, come home, be done with it, and that's it. You know, there there's people like that, and and then outside of that, there's people that are willing to grind it out, work. You know at the beginning and then be able to kind of sit back, watch it all play out and, and make the, the important decisions. So I think that the, the lifestyle that I grew up around with my father working basically from home um, and, and just my brothers having their own companies that they've started, um, just that was one of the things that it, it almost felt right rather than, you know, going off and going into the healthcare field and, and climbing that ladder, you know, that's, the healthcare field is something that it can be quite difficult um, if you don't know someone or even just getting in. So I, I would say that it was more or less just kind of in my blood um, to to kind of start my own thing and and guide my own ship, and that's kind of you know where I wanted to go. And so, when did you make the leap from um, you know working? Was it for your brothers to now working for yourself? Or are you still working with your brothers in, in some capacity as well? Yeah, I mean, everything that we do, we all split. So we, we're still working together uh, in in full capacity, I guess you could say. Um, right now, I have uh, both my brothers uh, are here in St. Louis, which my one brother actually uh, just moved out to San Francisco. So he's out there um, working, but he's also working for us. So uh, we all are still uh, working on the same projects together. So yeah, we we haven't split off and just done our own thing. But um, the watches right now are kind of like my baby, kind of a, 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 sh- a ship that I, I like to steer as much as I can. But with you know, kind of getting their input, getting their feedback is is always been important for me. And, and that's kind of how we work is is just kind of bouncing ideas, you know, bouncing even potentially new products. Um, where we want to go from here and, and kind of making decisions as a team uh, is, is what we try to do. Yeah, that's interesting. And so you had written uh, on LinkedIn that in 2013, when things kicked off, it was inspired by a 48-hour brainstorm session. I'd love to pull back the curtains <laughs> if we're allowed to know on what that, what that was like and, and what kind of led to, to the company today. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know uh, if you guys have any experience with uh, the client-based scene, but um, sometimes, you know, the motivation and everything can be a little bit, you know, 
uh, tough at times and, and you're kind of unsure, you know, is the client going to sign on for the next year? Or are we going to be able to yeah. offer them something new for the next yeah, year? We're, and we're both in sales. So we feel your pain on that. Okay. Man. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, so that's kind of where it's, it's like, you just never know, you know? And, um, and so at the time, I mean, everything was, was, was going fine. I mean, we're paying the bills, we're, we're eating, we're, we're good. Um, and my brother and I were, were sitting on the couch when I got my watch in, cause, uh, we were both at my parents at the time and, um, you know, we kind of looked at it and he's like, I mean, you know, what do you think about this thing? And I was like, to be honest, I feel like it's a piece of junk. Um, I was like, this is like, I mean, it, it's a cool concept. I mean, then the novelty aspect of it is, is great. I think that with the watch industry, I mean, there's literally no one's used wood and I'm like, I've never seen anything like this. And that's, that's the, the, I've never seen anything like this. That phrase alone was something that stuck with us. But, um, th- that's where we were like, I think this could be something pretty cool. And, and, um, and so we, that night we're sitting there on our laptops, just kind of looking over Google trends, uh, looking at, you know, key search, uh, search terms that could get this product in front of you. Um, and, and then that's where we kind of noticed, like I said, that, um, there was a growth in, in the search terms that we were, were looking up for within the U S and specifically in very trendy, uh, states. Um, so, or even cities, um, I mean, you're talking like Chicago, Illinois, you're talking New York, you're talking California. Um, so the, the areas where, you know, those fashion trends kind of birth and then move towards the, the middle of the country. Um, and so, so we're, we're both like, I think this could be a, a, a new and cool product that we do. Um, and it was one thing where we, we went to the office the next day together cause we typically drove together, but we were like, dude, we, we just, we can't tell my brother ooze. We we're like, I mean, and he kind of managed and helped us manage the finance side of things as well. And, um, and does a lot of the programming and, and software development for us too. But, um, and we were just like, yeah, you know, we can't tell him. I mean, we just, right now is not a good time. Uh, I just, I don't think he's going to bite on it. Um, I don't think it, it's, you know, it's just not right. Um, and, and, and we had a little chat system in the office, like just, you know, back and forth. And, and I, we just kept talking about it basically all day. And we were like, look, I don't know. We got to say something like we were like, there's, there, there has to be some potential here. There has to be a reason why we're stuck on it. Um, and so we all jumped in the conference room and and came up with the idea and, and and basically just thinking he's going to be like, come on guys, like, you know, let's go back. We're, we're good. Like, we don't, we're not doing this. We're not doing wooden watches. Like what, what's that idea? (laughs) Um, and so, um, the surprising thing was, is he actually was like, okay, he go, the first thing I think he said was, let's see like what URLs are out there. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. Um, and so with it, within getting, you know, out of the conference room, getting back to the, um, to our test, I mean, he's already looking up, you know, what potential websites we could use. Um, obviously, at the time, we're thinking like search engine optimization, search engine marketing. So having an exact string URL like that, wood, uh, woodwatches.com, was like something that, you know, obviously helps out uh, tremendously. So um, he's like, look, guys, I just emailed. We literally are just sitting there. He's like, I just emailed the guy that owns that. Um, I'll see what he says. And, and a few minutes later, the guy gets back and he's like, you know, uh, basically whatever we had kind of offered him for the site. He's like, I'll, I'll do it. Yeah. And we're like, okay, this guy has no clue 
what we're about to do with this URL. I mean, creating a whole new business that, I mean, I guess we didn't even know at the time, but, um, and he gave it to us for fairly cheap. Um, and, and that's where, um, right then and there was when I was like, all right, this might be pretty freaking serious, you know? And, and this is something that, you know, everyone's biting, everyone's on board. And, um, and so I, I right then and there, um, began kind of the sourcing process of uh, vetting out some um, manufacturers overseas. Uh, I worked, I, I dove right into it. I mean, it was from that point on, we, we kind of had committed to it. I mean, it was, it was literally two days saying, Hey, let's do this. Let's, um, let's sell watches made of wood, I guess you could say. And, and, um, and kind of just went with it. And, and one of the things that like my brothers and I have always been is, and kind of a motto we live by is whatever we're going to do, we're going to kill it. <laughs> That's basically, you know, it doesn't matter that what industry we're in or what product we're trying to sell, but we are going to, we're going to kill it. We are going to put all of our efforts towards it to the point where either it's going to break even for us and work, or we're going to, or it's going to blow up. There's no like kind of option for failure. It really resonates with me that story because we had um, a few episodes ago we had um, a motivational psychologist on that has studied entrepreneurs okay. want to be versus successful ones for years and and he mentioned the point of no return being that difference between who's successful and who's not and I think that's a key point that you make here for anyone that's interested in this topic is that when the idea was brought up it wasn't mold around for six months and then. Mm -hmm. You guys just kept thinking about thinking about it. Your brother took action. Yeah. He he saw woodwatches.com. He emailed whomever owned that site, offered a price, and the deal was done. And once you got that, once you paid that price, and it was like, we're doing this thing. Yeah. And I think that's really important to emphasize for anyone listening out there. And I and I love um, that you were able to get into that. Yeah. I mean Well, it's also just to jump in, the, the point of no return they talked about was a financial commitment. And you guys, yeah. I don't know, you know how much the Woodwatch, woodwatch.com was, doesn't matter, but there was a financial commitment um, that accompanied the point of no return. And I think that was certainly true here. I mean, almost to an exact T of what Ben Hardy, our guest, was talking about. It's crazy to hear that <laughs> resemblance. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's just it, it, like, like I was trying to kind of preface was the whole point of, it was scary, you know, because at that time, I mean, we were, we were just doing, you know, just, I mean, average normal stuff at the time. And you're like, well, do we really put that to the backseat and jump into watches made of wood? Um, I mean, it really was kind of like, all right, fine, I guess we're doing this and let's go like, and, and just, we're going to make it work, you know, whatever money we need, whatever money we need to do or get, um, we're going to do it. And, and on top of that, um, I mean, all this business that we've had so far and, and going forward has been funded by us too. Um, so, you know, st smart, uh, starting on small budgets, making it work, you know, just keep grinding, spending that time um, and, and not just, you know, if you treat it like a traditional job, I mean, at, trying to be an entrepreneur and trying to create something, I mean, you're going to have to, you know, it's going to have to be your life for at least a little while, you know. Well, and so that was, how long ago was that 48-hour brainstorming session? A couple yeah, years, yeah, you would yeah. say? Okay. So what, you know, over the past couple years looking back, what are some of the major obstacles you ran into? Um, because I, 
I think it was Elon Musk who said the first couple months of a business are bliss, and then the next two years are like eating glass, mm-hmm. right? You get get into things you wouldn't even know you would run into, and, and that's certainly true with the podcasts we posted here. You know, different things we didn't even know were obstacles. So, what what have been some of the major challenges that you guys have had to overcome? Um, I, I would say um, one of the. I mean, this is just being honest. Is one of the di- most difficult things. Um, is placing people in the uh, in the right place of, of of where or where you need people, and then on top of that, just personnel is has been it's quite difficult, you know, at, with the generational change and everything like that. Um, you know, hiring the right people, getting the right people that you know you need to kind of excel the business or get you know going forward with you know the skills that maybe us four or three didn't have at the beginning. Um, kind of getting you know, the new things in that, you know, we don't possess, you know, I, I more or less focus on the product. Um, I, I, at the beginning was doing a little bit of the marketing. Um, but I think the challenging part for us has just been getting people in motivating people and getting them, you know, focus on, on kind of what we're doing, why we're doing it and, and, um, and kind of helping them, uh, level themselves up. Um, because we've tried to create an atmosphere of, of, continual entrepreneurship so not only do we want to continue to be entrepreneurs but also breed that mindset of of new people of this is the way that we do things this is kind of the systems we've built to um and this is all kind of started from scratch and, and you know and kind of you can do the same thing so i think personnel would be like just uh, outside of i mean working out of my my parents basement was how we started so when you move out of that, and yep. then you got an office of, um, you know, for this business, I mean, 20 plus people. And then my other few businesses that we have as well, um, all together, I'd say at least 40 people. Um, it it kind of gets like, all right, you know, I have personally, you know, for me, I'm like, you got to kind of step away for a second and, and not be in the daily yep. as much um, and start overlooking kind of why we got here and, and how we got here and, and start moving things forward for, for the next venture or whatever it is. And, and I think that that's, that's been a very, very challenging thing for us. Yeah. So I want to put a pin in the self-improvement and the learning. I want to get back to that, but I want to focus really quickly here on what you first mentioned on the personnel and hiring and putting people in the right positions. Cause I think that's massively important mm-hmm. And really difficult to do, regardless of of the age or generation of whom you're hiring. But what do you look for in someone that you're hiring? What does that process look like? I mean, right now we have um, the biggest thing for us, and what we look for in, in people is is one: Are you into it? You know, um, because you kind of get that that feel from someone just even talking to them that. Whatever it is, I mean, meaning into the product. yeah, it could be the product. I'm saying whatever you're talking about. I mean, we could be talking about cars, and just you can kind of get that sense from a person that they're just into it, you know. Um, so it could, it doesn't have to be specifically our watches or whatever it is, but um, you know, they they like to converse. Kind of what we're doing now. Um, they like to to you know continue a talk about a topic, whatever that may be. But um, that's a big thing for us is, is making sure that the person's open, uh, making sure that they're willing to kind of, you know, throw their ideas out there. Um, because a lot of people that sit back that, you know, might not speak about something or are shy, um, it, you really, you know, they always say, you know, no question's a bad question. I, I totally agree with that. And on top of that, no idea is a bad idea. You know, I feel like you can you can elevate an idea to a point where, 
it will be successful or it will have a purpose if if you just you know focus on it, put the time and effort and research into it. Um, and, and so that's kind of a person that has the capability of, of speaking up. But then on top of that, just just being um, someone that you know is is always tinkering, I guess you could say. Um, it is very important as well because we have a business that, you know, obviously is watches, but, um, but also on top of that, we have a strong, strong, um, software that we've developed behind it for the influencer based marketing. Um, and a lot of these people that we have in currently, you know, when you come into our office, they'll see all these people and they're like, what are they doing? Sales or customer service or what is it? And we do have um, several customer service, but then a lot of it is just the the new age influencer-based marketing and managing those campaigns. Um, and so with that, just having that, that forward mindset of kind of what's coming, what's new, what, what, you know, what are the things that, that people are looking at um, and just being a person of, of creativity and, and a person of, and like I said, I can't emphasize enough how many ideas are probably in people's heads that just never get spoken up. That could be just great ideas or even that could stem someone else um, to to speak up about something. Because I think that that's, that's one of the things that I do in conversation too is is I'll, I'll just sit back and listen. And, and, you know, there's a lot of times where just listening can can help your mind to kind of evolve into the, the actual thought that you want to throw out there. And then and then once you do, it's it's like, wow, you know, that that's actually a pretty good idea. Um, and so, um, yeah, those are the big things for us, though, is, I mean, someone that um, is just creative, uh, focused, willing to, to obviously work with a team, but um, just not scared to to speak up, because I think that that's that's incredibly important. Yo, yo what do you think separates people who speak of the ideas and actually act on them as opposed to the ones who just sit on them. Cause that's something that's gotta be pervasive in your world. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that it's confidence. Um, I think the biggest thing is, is depending on, you know, backgrounds of, of jobs where you came from. Um, I mean, some of our customer service right now, I mean, they're in the, they were in the um, restaurant business or even currently kind of do that on the side as well. But those type of people are always, um, people facing, always talking, always, you know, having to, to be witty or whatever it is and very confident and just speaking up. Um, and so um, I think it's a confidence thing. I mean, I, I think that, you know, when, as a business continues to grow and, and when you walk into our office now, you, you know, you see uh, 15, 20 people, you're like, okay, I mean, that's fine. But, you, you know, you gotta, you, at first, some people might have that intimidation factor of like, you know, what can I say? What can I, you know, kind of do? Or, or who do who do I talk to? Um, and, and making sure that, you know, they have all of the tools for management um, to be able to do that. And that that's another important thing that we've kind of learned is, is just making sure that if you have, you know, skillful people, or you have people that you're confident in, you know, give them the opportunities to be able to speak to you, speak up, um, you know, see out their ideas, um, if possible, implement their ideas. Um, and, and so that's where it's kind of a, a push and pull situation where um, you're, if you're going to, you know, request from your employees to be creative or, or, or come up with new things or come up with, you know, even experiments, I guess you could say, um, you need to be able to 
kind of offer them those tools that they can do that. Because if you don't, it's kind of just going to be a muddy pool that they're just going to be sitting in that, you know, they can't, they, they won't feel um, self-evolved at all. So, um, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think it's, that's huge. And a lot of times when you give people that are lower level uh, on the company food chain, some additional responsibility, a lot of times they rise to the, to the occasion. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's important to, you know, challenge people. And, um, and if you are someone that's being challenged, recognize that and, and take the opportunity. Um, and so we're going to do a quick pivot here to a few rapid fire questions yep. as we, as we get towards the yep. end here. Um, and so one from, from me would be, you mentioned that in the beginning of entrepreneurship and maybe throughout all of entrepreneurship, it's your life, right? And you're the, there's a lot of time invested in and a lot of energy. And so I'm curious what, um, position, if any, things like, you know, health and, you know, wellness or meditation or any of that type of, um, those types of activities have helped you uh, throughout your entrepreneurship journey. Yeah, I mean, I think when I say that you you need to you know live, breathe, eat, sleep, you know the, the new venture, whatever you're creating, I, I mean it li- literally. But then also, also I kind of you know I don't mean it so literally. I, I think that you still need to have a life balance. Um, one of the things that you know, I've always focused on is just getting to the gym and working out and, and getting your mind off of, um, of work for at least, you know, half an hour, hour, whatever it is. Um, because one of the things that, you know, you have to do is, is, is realize obviously life is short and we're not all going to be here forever, but, um, it's one of those things where if you don't keep your sanity early, um, you know, you might get to the point where you'll go insane or you won't, you won't be able to keep focus. So, um, those, those short breaks, um, you know, even if it is just getting up, step, taking a little walk, step away for a second, I think it, it does help tremendously with just rekindling your thoughts. Um, you know, putting, putting new ideas out there. I think that it's, it's just important to make sure that you are able to at least step away for her whether it is, like I said, 30 minutes or whatever, but just keep keeping a routine to some degree. Um, but at the same time, like I said, I mean, it's got to be all hands on deck, uh, you know, go, go, go until, you know, you kind of feel that, that pressure lifted off of you, which, which could take, could be months, could be years. Um, you know, it's with entrepreneurship and, and starting a new business, it's kind of unknown how quick it's going to take off or where you'll feel that lift. Easier said than done on the business side and maintaining your health and you know, spending time with family. And so I think that that piece is, is important. But what, you know, I think we've spoken a lot about, you know, the, some of the successes in the last, uh, you know, four years or five years of your entrepreneurial journey. Uh, I'm curious to hear your take on what do you think is holding your company or um, companies back from reaching the next level like what's the next obstacle that you guys need to get over a big thing is is capital for us was has probably been the the toughest thing just like i said because we have literally bootstrapped everything we've done um being being that said we've you know used our own money to kind of fund this start this and one of the things that we've found with that was that it's it's hard to level yourself up quick and it kind of 
it, it can, from a business perspective, it can make it a little bit difficult to um, make those, you know, those major leaps that you might need to make. Um, where, you know, some other company in the same industry might be moving a lot faster and you're kind of like, what's going on? Or why, why do they, why are they doing this already? Or why are they doing this? Or, you know, they're a year younger than us or whatever it is. But, um, I think that that's been a big challenge for us. And that's why kind of going forward with the things that we're starting is is capital is, has been, um, is going to be like a a big part in what we kind of launch. But, um, I think that uh, that has been a very big challenge for us right now. And have you guys thought about doing any type of you know, VC or angel that's, investing? That's exactly what's happening right now while my brother's out in uh, San Francisco. So yeah, we, uh, gotcha. we definitely thought about it. Tell him to hit yeah, us up. I know. I, I definitely need to. Uh, he's out in Mountain View right now. So uh, yeah, he's he just got, I mean, he's been out there for a few months and he's, well, he, he's focused right now. Uh, we're about to launch a new product, so that's that's kind of why he's he's full force right now. You know, all hands on deck. Uh, he's working on it with him and a few other programmers out there on the on this new project. We're about going to try to launch by Q two. Kind of shifting away from the finance piece. Last rapid fire. Last rapid fire for me is you know you mentioned networking a couple times, and I did notice during the research that. A couple of folks mentioned you as a, a network guru, so to speak. So uh, how important is networking to you? And like, what's your strategy for it? Or is it just kind of come natural um, to you? I, I would say a lot of it has come natural to me. Um, I, I've, I've always been a person that talks a lot, as you can kind of see. But um, I think that it, it's just one of those things where um, LinkedIn is actually one of the most amazing things ever. Um, I think that I've met a lot of people on there, had mm-hmm. coffee with people, um, you know, I'll be in a specific city and know someone that, you know, I've connected with that, hey, let's grab coffee, let's just chat. And, and they can be in the same industry, they can be in a different industry. I think for me is just, I am one of those people that um, my brothers even say it to me all the time. They're like, I feel like you, if I just need something done, whether it's on my house, on my car, you know, with the business, whatever it is, it's like you have someone that you can call on. Um, and I think that that's a good thing for me personally, but then just mm. kind of, you know, uh, figuring out everyone's walks of life, you know, because we all obviously come from a bit a different background. We grew up differently. We studied different topics or whatever that may be. But um, just, you know, understanding, you know, people's struggles, you know, everything that they've been going through, I think kind of has helped me personally evolve as, as the way I think about things, um, you know, rather than just being a shrewd owner that's like, get this done. And that's all you do. You know, like I, I really, I can sympathize with people. I can understand. I can, I just feel like as a, as a person, it helps you grow. Um, and so it, it's one of those things that on, it would be a, on a high priority list for me that networking, go to networking events, you know, in your, in your local city. Yeah. Um, and, and just, if someone asks you to sit down and have coffee and just chat about what's going on, I mean, I would take that time to do it just because it's incredibly important. Well, that's, it circles back on our point earlier about actually taking action and not just thinking about it, not just thinking, man, I wish I I knew more people in XYZ industry. Well, maybe you can find them on LinkedIn. I mean, it's never been easier to try to find people with similar interests or people that, you know, would be worthwhile connecting. So again, I think it goes back to your, your philosophy on, on taking action. Um, and so the last question here before we, we sign off, um, and I, I didn't want to miss out on this cause I think it's really important is that 
I believe that a percentage of the sales that you folks make go to the Albert Pujols Foundation. Is that so, right? So yeah, we um, yeah. So we di- right now we're not we're not working with them as well, but we did um, have s- several years, two years that we. Um, we, we were direct contact, direct work. I mean, I still obviously talk with them, the family and everything like that. And, and I'm always looking for a way to continuously help out. Um, but I designed a watch uh, based around his foundation um, the first year that we worked with them, uh, offering 20% back of any of that watch sale. And then uh, during his tournaments, his golf tournaments, we also had, you know, uh, um, a a table set up on one of the holes, uh, gave back all that, that day, the whole sales that we had on the website, we gave back 20%. Um, but my big thing for that is, is I was, you know, if you, if you research online about wooden watches, there's a lot of companies out there, you know, buy a watch, we plant a tree. Um, and and it, it, it's one of those things where I, I wanted to support things that, that not only help the environment, but also, you know, had value outside of just the environmental aspect of it. And so that's where this, that foundation just came across to me because obviously it was based in St. Louis. And and so we've been, we've been great supporters of that and and kind of continued a lot of support for other organizations as well here in, uh, in St. Louis as well. Yeah, that's great. And I mean, I think it's, it's a differentiator for you guys as a as a company, and I think it it always pays to give back, and it's it's karma, and it's doing well, and and you know is a good reminder for to people for whether you own your own business or not to to pay it forward. So I wanted to make sure we touched on that because I think that's that's a great message. Um, so the last question for you here: uh, Where can we find you on social media? And then any last words for the audience here before we okay, sign you yeah. off? Yeah, I mean, on uh, obviously online, our website is Yod Watches, J O R D Watches dot com, um, and then the other uh, is Yod, Yod Watch at Yod Watches on Instagram. So um, that's that's a big uh, big platform for us is obviously Instagram with the picture based stuff, just because people love to see pictures. No, everyone that's that's listen, check them out. On Instagram, on Twitter, check out the site. And Salman, thanks for coming on the show, man. Talk to you soon. And that concludes our interview. If you would like to support the TR Talk podcast, here's a few ways that you can do that. Head on over to iTunes or your podcast app or wherever you're listening to this to give me a subscribe, give me a rating, and please share it across your social media. As you may know, this is a complete side hustle for Ryan and myself. We do not get paid to do this. We spend a lot of time doing this. If you found any value in these episodes, please help us in one or all of those three ways. We'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, out.